0: Presented by Capital Collision Center, Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice, where you have it, repair or choose, Capital Collision Center. Here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, we had snow on the ground today, thankfully it's gone, we get the golf tomorrow starting maybe, um, which would be great, great, great. Um, Trisha Benford's going to join us today, the head coach of the Montana State women's basketball team. And uh, she's been very successful in her 15-plus years and uh, in Bozeman and is going to talk NCAA inequalities at the uh, tournaments and also some Title IX issues as well. So um, I, can't have, I can't not have my pen when I talk. Uh, on this day in history, we've got uh, res- big resignation, kind of a shock um, to some and uh, all state awards for AA has been handed out, too, so we'll talk about some of them. Um, but we're going to begin today, and normally we don't talk about what happened yesterday in Boulder um, here on the show, but I just can't. I, you can watch live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, listen on Podbean, com. Email us at uh, Jason at JasonWalkerShow.com. com. You can uh, tweet us at Jay Walker Sports. Like I said, normally we don't uh, discuss shootings. Um, we watched in, well, I did during the show yesterday. Actually, in in had a little screen up watching as uh, all the the coverage from Boulder yesterday while we were on the air, and. Look, this isn't – it sucks that that we have to deal with this again. And Atlanta uh, uh, last week as well. Um, I'm not going to make it a racial thing. It's not a political thing. You look at yesterday, 10 people lost their lives, including a police officer. A police officer rushed in to protect others. Eric Talley and uh, anywhere, uh, people from, nine others from the ages of 20 to 65 lost their lives. Man taken into custody. Let's not forget yesterday, however, though, that 15 lost their lives in Chicago. Okay, we cannot, we can't, we can't not talk about Chicago while we talk about Atlanta and Boulder and wherever else. Mass shootings are terrible. Gun violence, knife violence, violence of any kind against fellow Americans is just, it's disgusting. We saw it all last summer. And, look, this isn't... uh, Like I said, it's not political, it's not racial, it's not anything other than the fact that it's just sickening. Mental illness is a real thing. And that's what we're dealing with. It's not a gun issue. It's mental illness. Last week, the the shooter said sex addiction. That's a mental illness. It's not a racial a, a racial thing here okay this is again my opinion you can weigh in differently you can tweet us you can t- call in you can text anytime but it needs to, it was just time for me to say you know speak up on this look i have guns in my house and i also suffer from depression and anxiety does that mean i'm going to go shoot somebody up no I have a mental illness, but I'm dealing with it. And most people do. I mean, there's 300 million probably gun owners or guns. You know, if if guns were the problem, we would know from gun owners, responsible gun owners. I am a gun owner. My whole family has been. Assault weapons are banned. What What happened yesterday was not an assault weapon. It was it's it's the name ARMA light rifle. It can shoot like an M sixteen round, a five five six. It can also shoot a twenty two caliber shell. It's not a gun issue. It's mental health, and mental health is a disease, and a sickness that people need to get help with. We do pray and our thoughts and grieve for those who lost their lives, but let's not forget the 15 that lost their lives in Chicago yesterday as well in random acts of violence and shootings. Happens every day in Chicago, but we don't talk about that. All right. Um, I just had to. I had to get a little bit of that off my chest. It's been. It's it's really been on my mind. And like I said, if you want to weigh in, you can at Jay Walker Sports on Twitter. You can uh, text. You can call in two zero nine twelve sixty seven. Email as well, Jason at Show dot com. And if you want to disagree with what I just said, that's fine. I we, I will, we'll have that discussion in the second half of the show, if you would like. All right. Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, we're going to talk to Trisha Benford coming up. Don't forget to get on the schedule, by the way, for nitro green, all of your lawn tree and pest needs. Nitro green just came out yesterday. Took care of, it's a weird transition. There's really not a great transition from any of it, but nitro green uh, came in, sprayed for the spiders, sprayed for the, the hornets, sprayed for uh, a lot They'll be back the, later to get the lawn started, and uh, they just they just do like the, the basic stuff for me, and then I have to mow my own lawn. I didn't even let my son mow my own lawn, who's serving in the army. I didn't even let him use the lawnmower. I got I let him weed eat, but I'm allowed. To, I'm the only one mowing my my yard. Kind of like Mark Schlereth. Anyway, Nitro Green, get on the schedule now. And uh, they'll, take care, they'll take care of you, however you want. And I uh, love Nitro Green, been using them since we moved up here. Uh, so there you go. All right, um, Governor's Cup. I was worried about the GovCup, and I'm going to tell you why. Last year, of course, everything in the world was canceled, except this show, it seems like. Um, but we did get an update uh, earlier this month. That the Missoula Marathon was going to be canceled, I saw that on Sean Rainey's Twitter, and it uh, it was uh, it canceled for for June. So I was wondering about the GovCup. Cup. Brian Haynes, uh, the director of the GovCup, Cup, emailed me today and said uh, the news: of the GovCup Cup is moving forward. They're going to plan an in-person event June twelfth. Now, remember they did the virtual thing in the winter, which was awesome. And uh, we got that very cool banner that's, uh, or uh, scarf, that's hanging up uh, in the man cave here. Um, right behind my right shoulder, or off my right shoulder. But anyway, um, so they're going to do an in-person event, and th- this is great. I'm, I'm so happy the GovCup is, is getting ready to go. Uh, the only, so they're going to do the 5K, the half marathon, and the marathon. So no, fun, no like family 3K. Uh, but also not going to have any of the Friday night evening events, which includes that kids fun run, which for years has been growing and growing. Now I get it. Hopefully it's back next year. But the GovCup Cup is back, and that is great news. That is fantastic. So um, thanks for uh, for that update from uh, from Brian Haynes. It's on. Uh, um, everybody knows about it now. So because everybody listens to this show. Uh, Going back real quick to uh, the gun control issue or mental – it's not gun control. It's mental health. Um, Got a text from a a good friend of mine who's an attorney, and he said, look, you can add that uh, mental health issues require services. Those services should be available and accessible. That is true. That is absolutely true, Um, and that's a difficult issue by itself too. Again, though – it wasn't a social worker that ran in and took fire yesterday. It was a it was a cop. It was 51 year old Eric Talley who whose life died, uh, whose life was taken away, um, because he went in to protect those others in the, that store in Boulder. Um, and we uh, we salute him for his service. Mental health is a is a deal, and I'll, I'll keep talking about it as long as you know, as long as I have it, and I'm going to have it for the rest of my life. I've been dealing with mental health for a while but I'm not going to go shoot up to a store or a church or a massage parlor. It's not a racial deal. It's not racist at all. Last week wasn't racial. It was mental health. All right. Um, Let's take a break. Got to regroup here. And when we come back, we're going to talk. Well, I don't know how much regrouping we're going to do. We're going to. The NCAA has been lying to us a long time it's gotten really bad over the last few days and we'll talk to trisha benford the montana state women's basketball coach about uh, the title IX inequalities and violations that the ncaa itself is committing that's next this is the jason walker show we are presented by capital collision center montana state law says it's your vehicle it is your choice where you have it repaired choose Capital Collision Center. Coming right back with Trisha Binford, Montana State women's basketball, next here on the Jason Walker Show. out on Facebook. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals.
2: Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Ruckers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home, and you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. Twelve-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over two hundred ninety-nine dollars. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Ruckers Furniture, Ten Ten Dearborn, Helena.
0: For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Oh, goodness. Welcome back. Jason Walker Show. Technology is great when it works. Love it. Segment brought to you by Rucker's Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rucker's Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Still to come on this day in history, got a wrestling coach stepping down we'll talk about all-state honors, and much, much more. But uh, I want to get right into uh, my first guest, and uh, there's she really needs no introduction because she's just awesome and famous, but it is the Montana State women's basketball coach, Trisha Binford. Coach, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing great, Jason. How are you doing?
0: I'm just living the dream, and uh, we were talking a little bit before. You are, too. You're preparing for the upcoming season, even though the, the old season literally just ended a couple of weeks ago.
3: Yeah, we're just, uh, completing some, uh, player meetings and just trying to go over some goals and expectations for next season and you get fired up about, uh, what we have returning and, uh, where we think this program is, is heading and we're really excited about the future.
0: Uh, a tough tournament, but at least you got to play it, right?
3: Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, Just kind of leave it at at least. um, Obviously, you want to start the day with gratitude. You want to finish the day with gratitude. uh, But most importantly, uh, we grew a lot this season and Mm -hmm. uh, we got to the second round in the tournament and it was, uh, felt the expectations that we had for ourselves and uh, really felt like we didn't have a great second half. But there's so so many. uh, great learning lessons from that experience with a group that we're, we're going to have from a core standpoint returning. So I think that's really what we need to take away and, and just that experience in itself. I think it's going to be tremendously avali- valuable, um, gaining that experience with such a young class, uh, taking advantage of that opportunity. There's, there's a lot of things, uh, uh going in excitement and then, uh, on the other end, uh, just being able to watch and be proud of our men's team as far as they were able to go and, uh, support them. I just think a lot of, a lot of, uh, exceptional things happening with our new football coach and our volleyball program, uh, hitting the tournament next week and track and ski. And I, I could, uh, I can't, can't really stop Jason. Things, things are brewing here in Bozeman, Montana as a university, as an athletic department, and we're really excited.
0: Well, and you should be because uh, there is, like you said, a lot of great things between with all the sports, and it's just fantastic. As Trisha Benford joins us here, Jason Walker show. Um, you mentioned before we came on the air your freshmen are now sophomores, sophomores are now juniors. A lot of them grow up during the season, um, as well, right?
3: Well, yeah, it's not every day you can have uh, a sophomore um, running your program, and that being her team, and, and potentially having her for in in your program for five years, and then you've got a freshman class and a sophomore class that potentially is going to play together for four years. And, um, you know, the experience that we were able to have with, you know, we had two seniors um, on our team, and everybody else was junior, sophomores, and freshmen, and I guess the responsibility thrown onto very young shoulders, they grow in different ways than if they were able to take some time. So sometimes you throw them into the fire early uh, but I think the results are going to pay some, some major dividends because the way that we've all been reflecting this week and having conversations and the maturity that we were able to get and um, just kind of learning those, those lessons with game experience versus practice uh, experience um, is uh, very exciting. And I think the kids are extremely motivated, even though it was an extremely draining season. So, we're, we're going to take some time to to recharge and get our bodies uh, healthy and recover. Um, but once we're ready to go, I feel like kids are already chomping at the bit.
0: Trisha Binford, our guest, uh, one final question on the season before we dive into uh, the NCAA, but uh, how many tests did you do, and, and does that recuperation include your nasal passages? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, somebody probably totaled that up, but from the start of October – um and it might have even been the end of september we were doing at least one test day uh, a week and then when the start of the season began in november it was three times a week and then there were certain weeks where it was more than that um depending on um, requirements on the competition and even the big sky tournament was obviously a daily situation. So that was my first thought was I am not going to miss doing those things and the sacrifice of everybody having to do it, but also the people having to conduct all the protocol. It's a lot of work, um, a lot of logistics to pull off, and we were able to accomplish that. And I thought our team did it uh, extremely and well and successful. Um, once we got started and through the course of the season, there wasn't any – anything happening on our end, it was actually um, opponents in our competition where we were not able to have contests. So I'm just really proud of just kind of the resilience of our team and our program and our department is uh, creating that opportunity for us to have.
0: Trisha Vinford joining us. She coaches the Montana State women's basketball team. Are you going into year 16 now? Is that what it is? Uh,
3: Take like
0: that, Jason. I think it might be going into 17, but we'll just keep it at 16. Okay. <laughs> You're 10. It's, everything's year 10 from now on, right?
3: That's right. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Hey, um, it's been on the news a lot, thanks to uh, Sedona Prince from Oregon. Um, <laughs> and, and really because of social media, but the inequalities, and we'll just start there at the NCAA tournaments in Indianapolis and San Antonio. When you saw that, obviously you've been dealing with this for your entire career whether it was a player or an assistant or a head coach. Um, but can, what was your thoughts when you saw the difference in weight rooms?
3: First thought is um, it's our responsibility uh, as the leaders to not let it get to the point where the kids are having to deal with it. I think we need to be the advocates first. and um, But at the same time, just kind of taking a deep breath Obviously, I said earlier in the podcast too that uh, you start with your your day with gratitude. You finish your day with gratitude. Um, you want those kids to get to the tournament and just be able to focus on trying to win a national championship. And I I've, I've been to that experience, and you you feel the true excitement when you first get there, um, and you don't want kids to feel anything other than that. Um, so. You know, you want to make sure you take the deep breath and, you know, you don't know all the logistics behind it or the details and everything, but definitely disappointed that the, the kids like felt um, that and had to see that. I think we're the advocates uh, um, to have that voice first um, because there's a lot of opportunities uh, that are created and we just got to keep working.
0: Uh, I'm sure you saw Don Staley's comments and Nell Fortner and um, Muffet McGraw's. Is that basically what you would type up and say too? Is look, this is this is unacceptable, and it's time to stop being quiet.
3: Yeah, I think you know. For for me, I, I start in house first, and I'm I'm extremely fortunate. First of all, um, I'm at a university with uh, one of the most inspiring leaders ever, um, who has um, done. Ex- the the very best of of the equality and opportunities for everyone, and also an athletic director that um, we don't we don't really feel or experience that here. Like I, I just feel truly fortunate, and so when you see that at that level, um, you're definitely we still have work to do, right? So um, I guess when I hear their words, uh, it just it's a reminder about motivation and about each one of us how we need to be our best advocate. And also at the same time, I I guess for me my my initial response is um for me to do it with grace of, of making sure I get my full picture of the things that we're striving for. Um and continue doing that as best as we can. And um, you know, they're probably the most inspiring people you can think of. When I think of Muffet Mc- McGraw and I think of Don Staley and you even think of Tara Vanderveer, mm-hmm. Uh they have experienced this in this um, move over a long period of time. My period right now, uh, I go back to uh, an experience I had um, at a seminar when I was early in my coaching career. I was invited to, columbia university and i did this work workshop with a bunch of um uh up-and-coming head coaches and young head coaches and some of the head coaches there were like a vic chase who's now at university of texas and the drip coach and just really truly impressive um coaches to be in this workshop with um but one of the things that really stayed with me when i was at this workshop uh, I'm totally getting off topic, Jason. No, it's fine. Um, but uh, one of the things that stayed with me at this workshop, they had an athletic director come in, and, um, and I don't even remember what the athletic director was from, but this athletic director told us um, that women's basketball, out of all the sports nationally, okay, loses the most revenue. Mm. And this athletic director then followed up, and basically, at the time, told us our job is to run really, really high-character programs, obviously try to have success, but run a clean um, program. And one of the reasons this athletic director said, you know, of, of athletic directors always have the stress of football, men's basketball, you know, in those programs off-court, are they making good decisions and getting in trouble, and women's basketball has to be clean and do it right, and just... It almost came across as staying out of the way, um, but I remember this, and this was probably 12 years ago, okay? Now you're looking at this period of time in Don's comments, you're looking at Tara's comments, you're looking at Muffet's comments, you know. Um, I think we just all always have to remember we're making strides every single day. And back at that time, the comments were about us make, not making revenue, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really did hit home to me because, you know, we're losing so much money for the department and we're having this opportunity to compete and to perform. But, um, now <laughs> if you look at today versus even 12 years ago, there is a lot more viewership. There are a lot more programs that are bringing in revenue. We still have our work cut out to do as well. So I always With me, I'm like, okay, how do I make sure that people are supporting our program? That's where you start, right? We need to get more people watching our games. We need to be getting more people to buy season tickets. We need more people to be supporting and seeing how hard and what commitment these kids put in on a daily basis, just like the men do, um, and continue. Um, fight's probably not the right word, but continue this this fight for these these things for our kids not to have to experience because we are making more strides because we we are having more viewership and those kinds of things. So to some extent, um, they're more articulate than I would be. Um, but uh, I'm definitely proud of of right now, females and women's athletes are feeling empowered, empowered to um make a statement about um you know the the impact that they have to offer and i'm just really proud of you know prince uh, feeling like she has a voice and being empowered to have that voice and you know we've got role models now for you know my daughter who's 12 um her her role model is jordan canada and for me growing up i had a my sister um uh, my brother i had a there was a high school player um uh, in our town that i really looked up to But outside of that, um, I didn't get to see women's college games on TV. There was no WNBA. So I I always start with the self-reflect of the uh, grounds we're gaining, but we still have work to do. So um, I love that um, people are speaking up and having a voice, but I also want to come back, Jason, to my start with gratitude, too. I'm very, very grateful, and I think those kids wanted to get their – and just really, just the, the fortune of being able to pull off those tournaments. You know, we've we've also got to go there of how how big of a deal that was to pull that off to make those two places happen. And I don't know the logistics on how all that works behind the scenes, right? So, so that's where I always go back to grace, but always striving for um, kids feeling like um, that. Uh, they, they have achieved something great and, and playing in, 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 in a NCAA tournament is something that they should and never will forget. Uh,
0: this shouldn't really, like you said, it shouldn't be on the players. It should be on, you know, and I, I've been an advocate of women's basketball, as you know, since, since I worked with you at Montana State. I love the game, um, even more so than the men's game at times, um, because it's just pure. It's pure basketball. And I just, I love women's basketball. I love women's athletics. I have two daughters and I want them to have the same, you know, amount of of success. Had one of your uh, players, like a Darian or a Tori or somebody, done what Sedona did, obviously you backed that up?
3: Absolutely. Like I said, I was proud of her to feel like she had the voice to say that. And that's what, you know, that's what we're growing, right? Strong Mm -hmm. women leaders um, who are empowered to have a voice for what's right. And, you know, the first word that comes to mind is, is consistent. You want to consistent, you want consistency. And, um, and the second piece is, you know, if Daring or any of my kids, um, spoke up on, um, things not being consistent, then, then I haven't done my job. <laughs> like I want to do a better job. And, um, but I would be extremely proud of them as far as standing up for what they think is right. You know um, we, we want to create that culture and that empowerment. Um, And at the same time, we're going to, we're going to have gratitude. You know, there's a lot of people that like you said, like you're an advocate. I'm like, one of my strongest advocates is Danny Sprinkle. Yeah. You know, um, when he took over uh the men's program, the first thing, one of the first things he did, he's like, um, i want to be a fast break member. That's, that's my, my booster club for my women's basketball program. And I'm like, this guy is phenomenal. And I just think those kinds of supporters, um, are just truly amazing. And we just got to never be comfortable, I guess. Um, with, with where things are at, that's like any coach in any, uh, situation or role is, uh, we, we can always in between that start of that day and the end of the day is find ways to make things better. Um, but, uh, the word that came to mind with all that going on and you know, you're trying not to read and end everything too, right? So you're seeing pictures and you're like, Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, for sure you, you, the word consistent comes into play, but throughout this entire season, regardless of, um, you know, I know the gear was brought up too. I, the mental health to me has been the lost piece in this entire shuffle, this entire season. And, um, when we went through the big sky tournament, it was really challenging even for our programs. Just, you know, the amount of time that you're spending in hotel rooms and trying to sacrifice to limit exposure and all those sorts of things. And, um, it didn't sound like the teams were having a consistent aim as far as getting out to a park or a field or um, that part is a, a big piece in the mental health and, and obviously maintaining your strength training from an injury standpoint of mental health is, is huge too. So, you know, when, when those things were um, said that they're going to be offered and taken care of, and you expect them to happen. Um, but um, yeah, so I guess for, for me, consistent is the word I always go back to
0: couple final ones for you coach Benford uh, Montana State women's basketball coach. It, it just it, it just frustrates me that the, that the NCAA itself failed miserably on this and then I mean the, their excuses are just in, it's, it's asinine um, but they, they knew what was going to happen and, and did they not expect women to stand up for themselves because they never have before?
3: Well, that, Jason, is not my question. That is your question for the NCAA. (laughs) That's my uh, politically correct comment. I like it. I like it right Uh, there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um,
3: All all I can say is, uh, you know, um, I think student athletes are student athletes. And I think champions and people striving to be champions are champions, um, regardless of, of gender and, uh, you know, so we we as coaches, we as leaders, we want to set up all of our student athletes to be as successful as possible, um, and it should be that. That should be the standard, and that should be the prestige. And um, and I know that uh, it's gotten people's attention, and so I think that's a good thing um, that it's gotten people's attention. But at the same time, I'm about moving forward, and I'm about improving, and um, I'm not about complaining and. Uh, so I just think get people's attention, um, make sure we're meeting the standard. And if it's not being set, set, then we, then we continue to to challenge the standard. So I think those are great ways to lead and and advocate and kids definitely have a platform right now and they're utilizing it. And, um, we, we want to honor that because we are a part of their mentoring, right? So we want to make sure we're directing them and leading them the right way. And I think, uh, uh, kids are, are, are striving at a very high level. And I just, I, I keep going back to just the amount of time that everybody has put into this, this season. And this very challenging year. I'm like, I'm, I was writing a reference today for Ashley Vansicle on my, on my team and I'm sitting here like thinking of, of what she pulled off doing her student teaching while competing for us and working all of her workouts around her student teaching and planning her schedules with her strength training and her extra workouts with me and Sonny and Jeff and, and she excelled in both areas and all those sacrifices and, um, and we're just, we're so proud of all these student athletes. They each have a different story. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go back to, uh, um, getting back to the, the positive that we've gotten people's attention. And I think everybody's going to do better, um, but um, people are going to speak up for making sure that we're being consistent. We're continuing to strive for better. And so that's, we're just never going to, um, I shouldn't say never, but you just don't want to be comfortable. You don't want to com- be complacent. You want to start your day with gratitude, but you want to strive for better. Final I guess question.
0: That's a very general answer. <laughs> I like it. Final question for Montana State basketball coach Trisha Bidford. Um, you mentioned moving forward. Let's go back to your playing days in both college where you were a superstar, uh, the league where you were a superstar, and now in coaching where you're even more of a superstar. What needs to change from I mean we've seen the, the progress over the last 30 years. Where do we go from here? How do we get better? on the equality side, for women's student-athletes to be more equal to the men?
3: Well, I'm a, probably the most challenging person to ask this question because, I, I, like, the way I lived my life growing up with, with my dad and my mom um, creating opportunities and just all the sport I always felt is, I guess I never, like, I didn't get to really see it, I guess. I just felt like I had opportunities, and so I think it's continuing to grow with that and seeing little by little of that progress, Um, but I'm just extremely thankful for the people that I've been able to meet throughout this journey, too, of probably who've been monster um, advocates like an Ellen Craig bomb at Ginny hunt um, June Doherty that I was able to play under at Boise state, like June Doherty pushed, pushed, um, heavily pushed uh, the needle on the things and opportunities for our team there. Um, and obviously Ellen and Jenny were during the time of the start of, you know, um, uh, the women's basketball program here, but also part of that title nine transition and, um, So I just, I guess for, for me, like, so like I need to be more intentional probably, uh, with the things that we need to strive for, but I've just also been truly blessed with such, um, people in the places I've been that have, have been such great advocates. So we don't feel it maybe as much as, um, other places have seen, I I guess that's a really generic answer. Um, but. I feel like we are heading in the right direction. I think the fact that um, women feel empowered to speak up—I uh, think that is that is a part of it. Um, what we're doing as a university, we we are striving, and and maybe some people need to look at our university. Um, so I guess the the challenge is, you know, some a lot of people will bring excuses into the mix. And I don't know if that's the right word either. This is a pretty heavy, heavy topic, Jason. I don't usually talk on topics like this. Um, but a lot of people talk about the revenue piece of maybe that's, that's some of the, the things behind it. Um, and, and I totally, I, I have a great understanding for that. Like I said, that's why I brought that 12 years ago, whatever that is, when I went to that workshop and I'm like, I did not realize women's basketball as a collegiate head coach was the most losing sport revenue program in the nation and um so like i've always been striving on how can our program uh, get people excited about women's sports so i guess where let's go back to your question i'm going to get to cut to the chase now since i've been way all over the place um anybody with a daughter uh anybody that loves loves sports i think that the way to start is um, or a niece, or maybe I'm like, there's somebody that has some girl or kid in their life that they truly want to support and love. And we just need to encourage people to go watch and support these kids um, as well as the other teams. And I can't tell you how many times I've had people come to our games and talk about that was the first time I've seen a women's game and it was so fun to watch your kids compete so hard I'm coming back and sometimes it's just we got to get that first time of somebody supporting these kids or somebody hearing a story um, we try to get them to know our players um, them to really be connected of um, having that passion to, to watch our team and, and we have a great atmosphere here in Bozeman. Um, it's one of the things that I love about Bozeman the most is, is we do support the women's teams here and um, we need to continue striving for that. And so um, my message is support women's sports, women in sport. I think there, you know, you could take away, there's so much value to girls competing in sports and there's so many um, confidence builders and um, team builders and, uh, we just need to strive for that and continue with that and uh, surround yourself with people who are going to do that. And that's what I've done. I've got a president. I've got an athletic director. I've got a department. Um, I have all those people that are on that trajectory. So um, I've surrounded myself with, with people that are about opportunity and, and providing resources for people to succeed at the highest level and to be consistent there. Um and I think us being consistent um, in our leadership is really important.
0: Well, I think perhaps maybe Mark Emmert should make a return trip back to Bozeman and uh, see how Montana State and, is doing things. And with uh, you mentioned President Cruzado and, and Leon Costello and Danny Sprinkle, you, everybody down there at MSU. It's been a pleasure to watch you uh, over the last, uh, well, we'll call it 10 years. Um, <laughs> but uh, the way I you like
3: have – will stick with him.
0: Yeah, The way you've grown the women's game – and just grown, uh, Montana State athletics has been fun to watch. We're going to talk a few more times, but uh, before next year. But at this point, next year, Coach, I want to be talking to you from the Final Four.
3: I like the way you're thinking, Jason. But as a, know, as a, a coach, not steps.
0: not just as like the hey, I'm here watching. I, I want you to be preparing for, you know, a, a Sweet 16 game or a Final Four game.
3: Well, don't get me wrong. We have we have a big vision for this place, so we are not done yet.
0: <laughs> I love it, uh, Trisha Binford. Thanks for joining us. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. And uh, uh, enjoy the rest of uh, your off season.
3: Will do. I appreciate it, Jason. Thanks again. Thanks.
0: thanks. That is Trisha Bye. Binford joining us here, Jason Walker Show. And uh, love it. I, I love getting her perspective. I love. I. It's just. It's you know. She brought up a lot of great points there, and Montana State has always done a great job especially over the you know the last two decades of being consistent to use one of her terms in the equality. you don't know, you don't hear problems in Montana state like you do in it colleges and the in the, FC, in the uh, frontier around here you just don't and it's fantastic um there's a couple other things that uh, with this, and you know, you talk about consistency. Well, the NCAA volleyball tournament is going on now. Remember last year they got to play because it was during the the, the normal season in the fall. Well, they're moving the tournament to Omaha, Nebraska, April 13th through the 24th. NCAA volleyball tournament. Number one, Wisconsin, and uh, head coach Kelly Sheffield are saying, look. Basketball's been able to do this now with 64 teams. Normally, volleyball has 64. They lowered it to 48. But why can't we now have 64 teams? Make the right decision here. you still got a month or three weeks. Make the right call here. Uh, Sheffield posted on social media yesterday that six months ago, when the coaches learned that there would only be 48 teams, this is coming from uh, Husker Extra, uh, journalstar.com, Um when they learned there would only be 48 teams in the tournament, they figured, hey, we're just going to be happy to have a season. But now, after seeing how basketball's done it in one site for both San Antonio with the women and, and Indy with the guys, why can't we go back to 64 teams? And uh, I think it needs to happen. And uh, four time national champ um, John Cook said this uh, too. Uh, said the NCAA quote is under a lot of fire right now, especially with women's sports. They're going to pay a big price, I think. This would be one way they could start showing that women's sports are important. I think they lumped volleyball in with other sports. They're trying to limit the championships. But the fact that we've gone to one place saves money. To me, it's a no-brainer. I'm glad he tweeted something out. Maybe maybe they'll listen, end quote. That's from four-time national champ John Cook. Look, volleyball needs to. And, and he's absolutely 100% on. And he's, he added, too, John Cook did. Basketball didn't cut back. Football didn't cut back. You're looking at adding 16 teams. Normally, you have 64. Why not be at 64? Makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Mark Emmerts, choose... Uh, <laughs> asked for he said there's going to be an independent review in in case you missed some of what's going on, not only the weight room issue this is the difference in foods okay there's the weight room first on the left and then the the, the women's designer one plate tray for food in San Antonio the men had a buffet style and then the swag bags the men got a ton of stuff the women eh. But, I mean, and that's the other thing. March Madness, it's only about the dudes, right? I'm not about the women. Um, It's crazy. Jay Billis, who uh, very well-spoken and very outspoken uh, with ESPN, he, uh, he had this to say today.
1: NCAA President Mark Emmert sent a letter to his staff saying, I will determine how we found ourselves in this situation basically an investigation into what happened with the women's basketball tournament. Well, first of all, you didn't find yourself in that situation. You put yourself in that situation, and it was because of leadership failure, and the leadership failure is yours. So if you want to crack this case as to what happened and who's responsible, all you need to do is find a mirror and look into it. That is uh,
0: Jay Billis talking about NCAA President Mark Emmert, 100% spot on. Absolutely 100% spot on. Um, Well, that's a great tweet I'm going to share when we come back after the break. Um, That is awesome. Uh, But uh, he's spot on, Jay Billis, 100%. Totally agree. Can't say it any better than that. Mark Emmert probably needs to be replaced, by the way. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Capital Wrestling Coach is stepping down. We'll talk about that and more when we return here, Jason Walker show. Uh, our conversation with Trisha Binford brought to you by Dinner's Done Right. That's what she said. Don't forget, Dinner's Done Right. To go, just call ahead. Order what you need for dinner. They'll make it up, and they'll uh, they'll even deliver it curbside. Uh, go to com and check out the menu for March. It's fantastic. And uh, they bring us uh, Dinner's Done Right does. That's what she said each and every week here on The Jason Walker Show. Coming right back. Hang on.
1: Store savings and white.
0: Or you can visit him at 2001, 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. Equal housing lender. Man, I'm struggling. (laughs) Struggling. Uh, Just responding to a fantastic... uh, private message on the Twitter, and I can read it. Um, here we go. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. All right, final segment, Jason Walker Show. Uh, Mark Adams, who we've had on the show before, fantastic uh, college basketball analyst at ESPN, and uh, author of a great book called The uh, The Coach and the Geek, uh, which I highly recommend, uh, just Facebook, or uh, tweeted me, and said, remember, the last time Mark was on, I think it was in January, December. It was December. Or maybe January. But he was talking about how um, our sons are both in the Army, and he said um, that, that his son is at Fort Riley, Kansas. And I said, wait, that's where my son is at. So I told, we like, we and Mark had just been on bass um, with his son. So we talked about it on the show, and then I told my son about it, Bob, and it was like, hey, you should, you know, find this guy and, and blah, blah, blah. And Mark, uh, or, uh, and uh, and Bob never did. So, because they're one with E Company and one's with C Company, I don't know. So anyway, they just met today. Not in Fort Riley, Kansas. No. Mark Adams' son and my son, both in the U.S. Army, just met today in Romania, where they're both at right now for the next nine months, eight, nine months. So that is cool. That is very cool. And uh, very proud of our uh, service members, men and women. That is just awesome. All right, here, Jason Walker Show. And um, Jeff Mahina has resigned as the capital Wrestling coach, which caught some people by surprise, but uh, what a great dude! Great, great wrestling coach, and he—he's uh, done a great thing. Got him to an eighth place finish uh, this year at state, and uh, search is going to, you know, start immediately. But uh, after seven years in uh, at wrestling or coaching, or helping coach the wrestling at Capitol, uh, they went from 18 kids to 40-plus a few years ago, and now it's i mean, it's even more than that. You had uh, multiple state champs. You had state winners. Um, Noah Kovic, of course, going back-to-back. Carson DeRozier winning a second title this year. And is it Noah and, and Carson and Gnarls Lane are the only ones that have, gone, have won a couple, I think? I know Noah's the only one to go back-to-back. But uh, Coach Mahina, who, I mean, he's a, he's a Bruin, and uh, he'll continue to ke- uh, teach over at Capital. He's going to be an assistant, also a driver's ed instructor. But uh, he's done a great job, and he's a fantastic guy, great guy. And uh, we wish him the best. But uh, the search will begin immediately, according to uh, Tim McMahon. And uh, we wish uh, we wish coach the best. So that's uh, that's pretty cool that he had such a great career, and he's still going to be helping out with football and, and the such. Uh, let's see here. I think we can check this out tomorrow because we're going to keep following this NCAA deal. What a joke it is! Um. All right. On this day in history, it is brought to you by. Big Sky Printwear, we print what you wear. Jason Walker Show t-shirts are in-house. We'll give some away. Um, We'd love if you go online. We'll put up online if you purchase some, too, or make a donation for a t-shirt. We have small, medium, large, and some extra large. But I can get more printed if you need a bigger one. Anyway, today is National Chia Day, March the 23rd. It is Chip and Dip Day, it is Near Miss Day, Diabetes Association Alert Day, Puppy Day, 3D Tamale Day, and also, not 3D Tamales, but 3D Day, Tamale Day. It's also National Egg Day in here in Montana. Of course, that means an awful lot. On this date in 1948, at the 10th Men's Basketball Championship, Kentucky beat Baylor for the first championship for Kentucky. 1952, the New York Rangers blow a 6-2 lead and lose 7-6 to Chicago. Bill Mozienko scores the fastest hat trick in NHL history. 21 seconds. <laughs> oh, nuts. Uh, 1957, North Carolina beats Kansas 54-53 in triple overtime at the 19th basketball championship. Will Chamberlain of Kansas wins the most outstanding player despite not playing for the winning team. Loyola Chicago, 1963, beat Cincinnati 60-58 to 58 in overtime. It's the Ramblers' first title in the 25th championship. The Ramblers were in the Final Four a few years ago, remember. They're making a run again this year. And they have Sister Jean once again on their side. Sister Jean's 101. And uh, Sister Jean, this is interesting. You ready for this little tidbit? Um Sister Jean was born August 21st, 1919. Babe Ruth had a triple and drove in two runs that day for the Boston Red Sox. Babe Ruth still played for the Red Sox when Sister Jean was born. How about that? That is awesome. That's pretty cool. And uh, love it. All right, uh, so they won their first title on this day, the Ramblers did. Let's see, 1974, the AIAW Women's Basketball Tournament. Immaculata goes over Mississippi College in Manhattan, Kansas, by a score of 68-53. In 1980, at the Women's Basketball Tournament, still the AIAW, Old Dominion beat Tennessee 68-53 at Mount Pleasant. 1994, Wayne Gretzky sets the NHL record with 802 goals scored. 2000, Joe Sackick records his 400th career goal and becomes the Quebec Nordiques Colorado Avalanche all-time leading point scorer. Uh, a couple of birthdays, Roger Bannister was born on this date in 1929, the first to run the four-minute mile, under four minutes. Uh, Gina Auriemma's birthday is today, 1954, the Italian-born head coach of the Yukon Huskies. Uh, he was born in Montella, Italy. Moses Malone was born on this date in 1955, the Hall of Famer. Elijah Otis installed his first elevator at 488 Broadway in New York City on this day in 1857. The first telephone was installed at the president's desk under the Hoover administration at the White House in 1929. It is the birthday of Betty Nesmith Graham, who was born in Dallas in 1924. She invented liquid paper, and we all have used that, right? <laughs> yep. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. The uh, State in History brought to you by Big Sky Printware. Over 35 years of service. And uh, if you don't know what you need done, just stop in and get it. They'll uh, They'll explain everything. 1400 Euclid, new place, Henderson and Euclid. And uh, if you just need one shirt, they'll do it. If you need a 1,000, they'll do it too. They'll even design logos, and they can handle any size order. We'll have polos as well. Probably, yeah, those are going to be fun. But we have T-shirts we're going to give away too. Um, And if you want to donate to buy one, we'd love that. And everything's printed in-house, which is cool. All right, the walk-off. Mask mandates, no more starting tomorrow morning in Butte, Silver Bowl County. And... Everything else is gone, too. So Butte will be normal, as is Cascade County um, as well. So when will Lewis and Clark follow suit? Can we get Lewis and Clark to drop the mask mandate? All right, if you missed today's show, go to JasonWalkerShow.com and um, check it out. That included our uh, conversation with Trisha Binford about NCAA, what can be done to become more equal in women's uh Just in sports. How about not even women's sports? Just in sports. But let's get equality. And I said it yesterday, I'll say it today. When you look at Title IX issues and equality, whether it's NAI, whether it's a small college, private, or whether that takes federal funding, or whether it's the NCAA, (laughs) where's the leadership? Mark Emmert. Gone. I mean, where's your, where's your leadership, Mark? Uh, we'll work to get him on the show. He won't come on. There's no way. He's too big for us. He's too big for himself. But, uh, yeah, no leadership. Nothing at all uh, on that front. Uh, let's see, what else did we want to get to today? Oh, I can't wait to... Uh, August 6th, Great Falls, I get to host the Miss Rodeo Montana pageant, which is going to be awesome. Um, It's good to do that. And then going to be heavily involved with Miss Last Chance Stampede pageant as well coming up in uh, July. So just stick here, Jason Walker Show. We'll have everything for you. JasonWalkerShow.com. We appreciate everything. Um, And again, if you want to, you know, have the discussion on what happened in Boulder, Atlanta, Chicago every day. We can do that anytime. Tweet at Jay Walker Sports, send me an email. Call in on the show tomorrow. On the show tomorrow, uh, Jeff Coffey will join us. Used to he's a singer, songwriter. He used to sing with Chicago. The band. Uh, so we'll get to we'll get to going there. Mental health. Get it? Let's fix mental health. And then we can start to fix other things. See you back here tomorrow for Jason Walker Show. Go to JasonWalkerShow.com. Have a great Tuesday. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.